We have to figure out the truth for ourselves. No one can do it for us. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. If it's your first time joining me, welcome. Thanks for giving me a shot. You can subscribe to the podcast on all of the major social networks, including Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. You can also subscribe where all major podcasts are distributed, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. This podcast is brought to you by Amazon Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access for a limited time at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E.wisdomworthknowing.org. So, we have to figure out the truth for ourselves. No one can do it for us. How much effort do you put into discovering truth? What is truth? Those will be the main topics of discussion for today. And they are a lot more difficult to define than one would think. Because right now, information seems to be the battleground for most of us, especially navigating all of the lies and traps that kind of float out in the world as we try to live happy and successful lives. You know, it can be really difficult to really bank on eternal truths, things that have that timeless wisdom to it. And so as we try to figure this out, it can be incredibly confusing and frustrating and depressing and discouraging when we're in the process of of establishing what we believe is true or what is actually true. So I'm going to try to encourage you a little bit to be open-minded on this subject of truth because I do genuinely believe if we want to be able to discover truth, we have to approach this subject with immense humility because having a monopoly on truth or believing we have a monopoly on truth can be a trap. You know, we can start to think that we have it all figured out. We know everything about everything. And if we, if we start to believe that, if we start to believe that we have a monopoly on absolute truth about any subject, it really... Uh, what's the word? It sabotages our ability to continue to grow. And so we always have to be open to the possibility that whatever it is that we are talking about or discussing, we could be wrong. And then the second part of this, obviously, is people can't think for us. Now, we, we because of the sheer amount of information we have, and the amount of information that floats out there right now, it's there's a temptation to let other people think for us. So we, it, there's a temptation to outsource our thinking. And I think the majority of us do this. And, and it's not it's not really a bad thing in, in some respects. Like so there there are certain dependencies we have on society and culture and other people that that we need to survive. I mean, given the sheer amount of information, we all can't be fully knowledgeable about every subject. And so we do have to rely on experts or people outside of our scope of control so that we can make everyday decisions. So 
perfect example is maybe like the weatherman. Like we can't all be meteorologists, so we can't we can't all predict the weather. We can't all figure out how to use a Doppler radar effectively and determine what what the next day is going to be like or maybe even the next week. So we turn on the news and we listen to the weekly weather and we make decisions based on that information. But we have faith in those people and their ability to predict the weather. Now, some of us obviously don't have a lot of faith in them, but we we do. We, we do outsource that expertise. And that's a good thing, right? We, we want to be able to be, depend on each other for that kind of information, like what, what the weather is going to be like next week. But that's because if the weather turns out to not be exactly as predicted, you know, it, 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 it's not a big deal. You know, we will adapt to it. You know, we'll, it's, not, it's not going to have a negative impact on the rest of our lives. It's not a super dramatic thing. Another thing we rely on other people for is like diagnosing a problem with our car. Now, this one may be a little riskier. Something goes wrong with our car, we bring it to a mechanic. Well, if we don't know everything about cars, so we have to trust that mechanic to a point in order to establish what's wrong with the vehicle. Because we can't all master that. And then they come back and they tell us what's wrong with it. And then we have a degree of faith in what they're saying is true. In fact, we may ask them questions that we may understand completely what it is that's the problem. And then we will either agree with them or disagree with them and move forward. So that's a good example of how we outsource information. But the real risk here is when we outsource our morality, when we outsource our value systems, when we outsource our self-esteem. These are three significant things that, that we can fall into a lot of trouble if we outsource it. You know, if we don't, Say, for example, if we don't get our self-esteem from within ourselves and we rely on external factors for that, that's a lot more dangerous than just outsourcing the weather. Because our self-esteem and self-worth are of significant, well, are significantly more important than whether or not the weather comes together next week. Another thing would be the decisions we're going to make for the rest of our life. Now, it's good to consult and 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 get the advice of people who are wiser than you. In fact, that's probably one of the best things you could do. But at the end of the day, we need to discover that truth for ourselves. Like what what's our what's our next step of life going to be? What is our life going to be like? That'd be another example of it. If we outsource too much of it and we let other people decide for us, not good, right? So how do we do this? How do we how do we take how do we take information and how do we discover the truth uh, or and make decisions for ourselves rather than outsource them? And that and that's really going to be the question, right? How do we how do we get from the point where we're depending wholly on others? to depending on ourselves. Really, it's like anything else. You know, it's if you really want to know something and discover something, 
you have to start asking questions. And, and very few people do this. They don't, they don't walk into an attempt to grasp a deeper understanding of a subject. You know, so when it, when it comes to something like your, your self-esteem, like you have to ask yourself, hey, where does my self-esteem come from? Like what, where, why, what do I value? How do I evaluate myself? Is it based on deeper levels of character? Is it based on the type of person I am? Is it based upon how I treat people who are close to me? Is it based upon my work ethic? Is it based upon whether or not I'm putting in effort to grow and doing things well? Or is it based upon what my spouse thinks of me? Is it based upon what my mother or father think of me? Is it based upon what complete strangers on the internet think of me? You know, and these are questions we have to ask ourselves. And and, and we should write it out. You know, I, I'm a huge advocate for journaling, you know, like in writing out. It, it, and it's really good to have a list of things that you think validate you. You know, do you think give you that self-esteem? And this, like I said, this is not something people can answer for you. We don't, I don't know how you estimate your value. I don't know how you, what your criteria is for self-worth. I know what mine is. I know I've, I've, and it's, I know it's revised over time. Now, before I dig into that a little bit further, because I'm going to talk about the dangers of outsourcing things like self-esteem. Wisdom Word Knowing is brought to you by Amazon Audible. If you're like me and you love reading but don't have the time, then Audible audiobooks may be the perfect solution for you. With Audible, listening is the new reading. You can pop in your earbuds and discover that next exciting adventure or expand your knowledge from any PC, Mac, Android, Alexa, or Apple device. And check this out because you listen to this show for a limited time, you can get instant access to thousands of audiobooks from Audible's Premium Plus catalog, completely free. Just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org right now and take advantage of a free 30-day trial. That's right, for 30 days, you'll get full access to Audible's Premium Plus catalog, as well as an additional free title of your choosing. If you discover audiobooks aren't for you, no problem. You can cancel instantly online. That's it. It's that simple. Two years ago, audiobooks began to change my life, and they may change yours too. Pause this podcast and head over to Audible. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org and sign up right now. So the reason it's dangerous to outsource things like our self-esteem is because our self-esteem is not like the weather. We'll carry it around with us everywhere we go. And if we have a broken system of self-evaluation, if, if we value ourselves based upon solely external factors, and I'm not saying it's bad to have some external feedback in order to, to value yourself, but if we base it solely on external factors, then it's, it's, it increases the likelihood that we're going to have anxiety and depression. And I know this because I've, for a big chunk of my life, had anxiety and depression. So, and, and I've, thankfully been able to cultivate some emotional tools to help me with that with the help of a doctor and and with lots and lots of reading 
But if you struggle with this, this self-evaluation thing and you, and you rely solely on other people, you, you give them power over you. And, and that's not good because you can't have a proper relationship with other people if they have power over you. And, and when I mean they have power over you, I mean they have power over your self-worth, you know? We all take risks when, when we're in relationships, right? We all have some amount of ourselves that's emotionally invested in other people. And, and we value other people's opinions, but they cannot be the sole source of our, of our self-worth. And so this is a truth we do need to figure out for ourselves. We have to figure out this truth for ourselves. We can, no one can do it for us. And then, and then because of this information overload thing and our tendency to outsource information, we also need to start making decisions for ourselves in terms of how we see the world. This is a secondary step for a deeper understanding of what's going on around us. And in many of us, we don't take that humility approach. We, we just, we hear what other people say. We adopt that, you know, we, we adopt that persona or that opinion without understanding it. And this is incredibly common in politics. You know, people will, and I'm guilty of this too. You'll, you'll see a political issue. Somebody you've known or followed will have an opinion on that issue and then you'll just parrot it. You know, you'll just repeat it. And so the reason that's not good is because you don't, we don't really fully understand, you know, why we have that opinion. Because most of these issues that become hot topic issues in the main public square, most of them are incredibly complex. You know, and it's not always easy to simply tagline it. You know, turn it into a slogan. And so while it's good to have an opinion and it's good to listen to other people's opinion on it, it it's not always a great idea to instantly adopt it, you know, without fully understanding it first. And again, this is only something we can figure out for ourselves. And the reason that is, is because only we know what we don't know. And some of us, we don't know what we don't know until we go looking and discover and learn more about whatever the subject is. I guess really at the end of the day, it does come down to whether or not we think it's important to be consistent, you know, to, to have and adopt opinions and values that are rooted in reality. And this can be difficult. Like it can be really, really difficult to formulate a, a comprehensive view of things. And in many cases, I've stuck my foot in my mouth or I've put myself out there on an opinion where I thought I was fully informed and then I get hit in the face with reality because somebody disagrees with me and they make a good point. And I can respond to that in one of two ways. I can say, well, what do they know? They don't know anything about this, whatever, they're idiots. Or... I can say, what do I have to learn from this? You know, what, what, what good points do they make? What bad points do they make? How else can I grow from this? Now, if, if, we, if we express ourselves, we always take a risk, you know, of that backlash. 
But there's no sense in expressing ourselves if we have no intention of taking that feedback seriously. You know, like, and this is something that I originally struggled with a lot early in online engagements is I, exp I expressed my opinion with no intention of actually learning more. I've since abandoned that because what happens is, is you just kind of make yourself look not, not so good. <laughs> you know, if you're not willing to engage or, or listen to opposing viewpoints about something, especially if it's political, it's not really a great idea to express yourself. You know, it's like if, if, if you're not willing to have a conversation about it, you, you, you won't really grow through it if you're not willing to, to accept that feedback or any kind of criticism whatsoever. In, in order for us to be better people, we need to be open to criticism. Because that, that criticism, it helps refine our thoughts on, on subjects. And if we're not willing to fight about it, because in politics, a lot of it is fighting. And we're not willing to listen. Sometimes it, it is better to stay quiet and just observe and watch. One thing we can't do, though, is we can't lie. You know, and that's that's one of the bigger problems that we fall into. Our, our pride gets involved and then we, we, we feel we need to defend our position, even though we may have been wrong. It, and it can, be, it can be difficult to admit, you know, when you've made a mistake. And um, that's part of the truth. You know, part of truth discovery is, is admitting, is putting yourself out there, taking the risk. And then when somebody challenges you, hopefully you have people in your circle who will challenge you. You can stop and reevaluate and you, you can try to understand, have come to a deeper understanding of whatever it is that's being discussed. So on the subject of truth, people will say, well, what is the truth then? You know, and I know I know we've uh, we've we're kind of pretty far into this video and I probably should have defined it at the beginning. But what is truth? I'm. I, I've really considered this. For a long time, because people talk about gray areas, you know, it's like, well, the truth is more complicated. There are no absolutes. You know, people argue that. And the more I've meditated on this, and I could be wrong, but the more I meditate on it, I, I genuinely believe that in any situation, there is an absolute truth. The problem is, is our lack of knowledge and lack of information. So if we had, if we had omniscience and we knew everything and we had timeless wisdom we knew all the wisdom of the ages and we had divine understanding in other words we had the minds of god i believe genuinely speaking in every decision we make it could be the absolute correct decision the problem is is we don't have any of those things <laughs> we don't have infinite understanding we don't have infinite wisdom you know we're we're incomplete we're broken we have finite information we don't have all the information at hand we don't know all the variables and so genuinely generally speaking all we can do is make the best possible decision given the limited amount of information we have 
So I do genuinely believe that there is an absolute truth, you know, and I, and I, I do believe that. The problem is, is I don't believe we have the ability to discover it or act on it perfectly. And so it's always elusive. And now we can get into an existential discussion about this. I believe in the in the world of Christianity, I believe that's why, you know, Christ left the Holy Spirit so that you could consult with God and pray about issues so that you can hopefully tap into the potential right in whatever situation you're dealing with. But as you know, there's 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 a lot of complexity to the world, you know, so you can't always say, well, murder is always wrong. It's like, well, what about at a time of war? You know, what if you're defending yourself? You know, at what point there we can call them moral gray areas, but they're not really moral gray areas. They're not. They're just exceptions to a generalization. They're complicated. They're messy. But they're still morally they can still be morally correct. Do you see what I mean? It's like we just don't we just don't know all of the variables. But there are certain situations in which things like killing and theft and uh, there's just certain situations in which it is justified. I I think that there's uh, not a lot of situations, so it's it's an exception to the rule, not the rule itself. But that's kind of the point, right, is there's exceptions. And so we can't say something is a fact all the time. And so that's as we're trying to discover the truth, we, we do need to appreciate the complexity most of this stuff has. And then as you start to like dig under the hood of things and you start to really discover the complexity of them, it becomes kind of overwhelming. You're like, oh, wow, yeah, this is kind of beyond me. And that's a good place, I think, for us to be on every issue. It's not good to be an absolutist on things unconditionally, because there, there is always going to be an exception to the rule. And so that being said, we do need to always go into this with a sense of humility, you know, when, when we're trying to discover something. I think what ends up happening is is as we pursue these things honestly and we put in work and, you know, we it does take an immense amount of work to learn. To learn how to under come to a full understanding of things, it, it, it does. Um, as we learn this, I think we do become more well-rounded people. I think it makes us wiser. I think it makes us. More compassionate. You know, when we understand things are, are more complex. Uh, I think it makes us have more confidence in what we believe. I think that there's a self-esteem that comes from that. From having a well-rounded understanding. And then we can take our stand. You know, let's say that there is a position that we can take that we believe in and we believe it's the truth. And and then we can express that and then open ourselves up to, to further challenging so that we can further validate what we believe or invalidate what we believe. You know, it's like, if it's true, it should be able to stand up to criticism. That's just, that's just how reality works. 
as you unpack something. Here's an interesting example. I actually went out to, I was scared at first, but I went out to kind of disprove Christianity when I was first becoming a Christian. And I challenged it on like every possible angle. And then and what the weird, bizarre thing was, is every time I challenged it, I found an answer that was pretty convincing. And after I did that for like two years, I'm like, this is pretty persuasive. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, and, and it wasn't, I, I was open to the possibility of it being right, but I was also kind of setting out to prove it wrong. Because in my opinion, if it's not true, I should be able to disprove it. You know, it, it should become pretty obvious once you, once you dig under it, you know, and it was one of those things that as I kind of d- kept digging deeper, deeper into it, I, it became more and more likely that it was, it was correct, but I'm, I'm not trying to get too preachy, but I'm saying that real things as you kind of pick them apart and as you kind of dig into them deeper and deeper, they do become more complex Real things do. But they're consistent in whatever it is that you're you're breaking apart. Like there is a consistency in that in that complexity. There's an underlying truth there. And and this is how the scientific method works. You know, when when you test things like gravity, gravity is not a simple concept. You know, once you've kind of dug under the hood and you understand all of the aspects of it, which I don't, by the way, but the more you understand about it, the more complex it becomes. But then you run tests against it, and they're always consistently producing the same results. And so you're like, okay, well, this is true. Gravity is true. Because under all of these conditions, it's consistently consistent. So I can say with confidence that this is a true thing. Because that's how real things work. They stand up to testing. And science, the scientific method in particular is fascinating because it it actually goes out to disprove it. You know, it, it tries to come up with exceptions to the rule to prove that the, the rule is wrong. And then time and time again, it proves itself right. That's how real things work, you know. And so if we approach things from this kind of scientific method approach and we test it, but test it with an open mind. Then we can really start to uncover this truth. And no one can do this for us. You know, we can we can read other people's challenges. We can read their writings and their research. But we only we can come into our own full understanding of what it is that's being talked about. And I think really that should be one of the main takeaways from today is. We are unique human beings with unique experiences and circumstances. So how we evaluate things and how we learn things and how we articulate them and communicate them is going to be unique. That's kind of one of the cool things about being a human being. Is even though we all kind of discover the same truths, we we discover it under varying experiences. And so expressing those truths is unique to you. You know, and that's that's kind of a gift you have. You have a way of communicating the things you've discovered in a way that nobody else can. Because where your experience overlaps with reality, that is uniquely you. And that's something to really kind of consider when you're when you're on this like path of, of discovery. That you have something of value to add based on your experience to whatever it is that's being discovered. 
So yeah, thank you for stopping by today. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. Before you go, please like, share, and subscribe on your favorite social network. That's uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. You can also subscribe on any podcast network where podcasts are distributed. Don't forget to leave a review there. That helps the show grow as well. The likes, shares, reviews, they all feed the algorithms for the network so that the show continues to grow. You can visit the website at wisdomworthknowing.org. And this show is brought to you by Audible. When you're done here, swing by uh, audible.wisdomworthknowing.org because you can get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. They won't charge you a penny for that first 30 days. And you can cancel anytime. Just sign up at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E.wisdomworthknowing.org. And until tomorrow... We have to figure out the truth for ourselves. No one can do it for us. So let's approach all these subjects with humility so that we can grow in a deeper understanding of it. And let's work on being the best version of ourselves we can today because, as always, that's all we can do. Have a good day.